0: Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Andy Shea. Ross Tucker will be along for quarters two and three. But Andy, first of all, we'll start with the news. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well, Jimmy. Thank you. A happy summer to you and to all the listeners out there. Uh, I think we have a good show for you today. Um, I'm excited for what we have on deck, considering it's the middle of June, but we still have plenty of content for you.
1: A lot going on. Let's start with this, and you are the right guy to talk about this, Andy, Um The announcement for the annual Lift for Life came out um, this past week with all of the details from it. Full disclosure here, Andy, you were part of the Uplifting Athletes team, which the Lift for Life is all part of that program. Correct. Let's get you to give us a little bit of background about Uplifting Athletes and the Lift for Life event that's coming up.
0: So it's... Penn State is the charter chapter of Uplifting Athletes. They were the first ones. They started, you know, everything that Uplifting Athletes has become um, started at Penn State. Uh, they've been holding a lift for life. Uh, you know, the organization was founded by former Penn State football player Scott Shirley. They've been holding a lift for life since 2003. Every year since 2003, outside of 2020 when COVID canceled everything um, related to events and things that we know that were going on. So we, uh, the Penn State chapter that's Crystal and the long snapper Crystal and uh, offensive lineman Landon Tangwell, they are the two uh, leaders, the leadership team for this. They are very happy that they were able to work it out and work through all the details that for the first time since 2019, the Lift for Life at Penn State can be an in-person event. In other words, fans and people can come and watch the players. They'll be able to spend, you know, interact a little bit with the players. So it'll be live for life, as it has been known at Penn State for the first time since 2019. And those two guys are really happy because they put a lot of work in to make this happen. Um, there's been some date changes. They wanted to go with the traditional weekend of Arts Fest weekend. That was their original plan. They've settled on June 30th. Thursday, June 30th is where they could make it happen. It's at 5 o'clock at the last turf fields. And like I said, it is open to the public. They didn't have a lift for life in 20. Last year they had to do it because of COVID protocols. Anybody that did do a lift for life. And a lot of the uplifting a- athletes chapters did, but everything had to be private because universities were trying to keep things really tight and strict, even going back to last summer. So... There's 10 position groups for their fundraising efforts. They're going to do 225-pound bench press. They're looking to have a lot of fun. So if you get a chance and you want to see the Penn State football team in person, June 30th is your date.
1: And, Andy, as I recall, and it's been a few years, it was a great event uh, to see up close and in person. The nice thing, though, is also for kids. Um, it gives the kids an opportunity to get close to the players, which I thought was fantastic.
0: Yeah, they do. They are going to do the kids' camp again this year. Uh, that's a really good question. There is no pre-registration for that. You can bring your kids that day. They will have kids' camp registration. They will actually go on the field with the freshmen. So all the incoming freshmen – run the kids camp. Now, Chris and Landon will make sure that they have their stuff squared away and that they're keeping the kids active and busy. But all the kids get to run through drills and do stuff with the, the true freshman class. And that is day of sign up only. But if you want to bring your kids and send them to the kids camp that day, you certainly can.
1: Fantastic event. Again, that will be on Thursday, June 30th at 5 p.m. At the Lash practice field, uh, there's a suggestion, suggested donation of $10 for adults, $5 for kids. Great event. Hope you get a chance to get out there for that. Again, a chance to get up close, especially for the kids, to get close to the football players. It, it's a great event. All right, Andy, let's get to the some of the other news of the week. On the recruiting front, it, it was interesting to me they gained one recruit they lost a commitment this is for the class of 23 Yazid Haines a he's a recruit who's really rising as far as getting attention currently a 3 star but that may change with all the attention he's been getting formerly a Rutgers commit he decommitted opened up his recruiting not very long afterwards, visited Penn State, came back again, made his commitment. And then Penn State lost another recruit, uh, Josh Miller, offensive line recruit, who visited Georgia, committed to Georgia, decommitting to Penn State. What's fascinating to me, is this, uh, Andy, a case where these are both players who seem to be increasing in uh, status, They're both listed as three stars, but as soon as Yazid Haynes' recruiting blew up, he made the change from Rutgers to Penn State. Josh Miller, even though a three-star, his recruiting kind of blew up. He moved on from Penn State to Georgia. Is this a case of just, there's pecking order? And if you get offered by the recent national champions you got to take it seriously and maybe make that change.
0: So, yeah, you, you're right. There, there kind of is a pecking order. And the thing I want to say for, you know, for listeners and Penn State fans and college football fans, you can expect this to happen probably at a minimum once or twice, whether it's coming or going, at least once or twice in every recruiting class going forward, it, it, and, it, and it's happening for the, uh, what I consider a, a good or the right reason. The timelines and the process for recruiting a class, they, they've moved, right? They've shifted in the last, you know, five years, let's just say. They have shifted greatly in the last five years, and it's become an earlier process, right? So, you know, basically in junior year or even maybe shortly after your junior year, that sort of is the time frame when a lot of commitments happen. So the time frame is moved. If somebody makes a jump, they can, the recruits, can, recruits continue to work and develop as players. If they make a jump, if they go to a camp, if they go here or there and get seen by another school, if they rise a little bit, that's going to change. And as time moves along, offers and stuff are going to continue. They don't stop recruiting other players just because they made the commitment because the commitments are happening so early. Uh, uh, Defending national champion Georgia, that changes the picture. If you wanted a Penn State offer and you're a wide receiver and you didn't have it and you committed to Rutgers, but then you rise and get one, yeah, you take it. So going forward, I think it's good for Penn State fans to say, this is not a reflection on anything to do with the coaching staff, the school, the university, their process. It's just uh, a result of the earlier process, and it's going to happen at least once or twice in every recruiting class moving forward, and maybe a little bit more. You can expect some movement every single year.
1: And for these players to move, I'll say, onward and upward, we're not only going to see it in the recruiting, we're going to see it with the transfer portal. You know, we saw with Penn State last year, Arnold D. Bikiti, He was at Temple, and there's no doubt his switch over to Penn State, he gained exposure, went into the Big Ten, and ended up highly drafted in the NFL. This is going to happen. It's just part of the process, Andy. Um, Let's get to – go ahead.
0: I was going to say, it's not unexpected at all. And in both cases, even though you lost Penn State lost one to Georgia – that makes sense. And, you know, as a wide receiver, it feels good to say this for Penn State. You should feel good about this, Penn State fans. For a wide receiver to leave Rutgers and go to Penn State, that's actually makes perfect sense as well, especially with the development of the position at Penn State lately. It's been absolutely stellar the last three years.
1: And one last positive note, mentioning Josh Miller, the offensive lineman, again, listed as a three-star but the fact that Penn State identified him pretty early in the process and recruited him, and then he eventually gets an offer from uh, Georgia, that tells you that speaks well of Penn State's scouting uh, of these recruits. I wanted to get one last topic in here, Andy, with you. Sure. Um, it's, it's been in the news for a while, but uh, we're starting to hear more and more about it. A new TV contract is coming up for the Big Ten, and the rights are going to be most likely split a bit. We know previously we saw Big Ten games on Fox, ESPN, slash ABC, plus the Big Ten network. Right. Fox is going to be the primary again. Fox owns a big percentage of the Big Ten network also. Cool. But the question is, the rest of the schedule, where is that going to go? and there appears to be a bit of a, a bidding war going on with several entities coveting a piece of the big Ten uh, TV contract
0: they they, they are uh, Jim delaney's lasting gift to the conference was the short contract he signed in two thousand and seventeen and gave him room to do this earlier than the other conferences it was a It was a very smart move but Yeah, it's going to be fascinating because the Big Ten is the highest rated television, even over the SEC, in terms of volume in top 75 games. They had the number one game in 2021, Ohio State-Michigan. Duh. Um, CBS is going to lose the SEC in a couple years completely to you know the ESPN, ABC, because they own that. So CBS is now part of wanting a piece of the Big Ten. You've got the Prime, Amazon Prime coming in. ESPN, ABC still wants a piece of it. They know Fox has the majority of it. So it, it seems like the conference holds the cards because they have their main player. And where they parcel out the rest of the conference and how they make it is Going to be fascinating, but I think they, they hold the choices in the cards. The CBS coming in, looking for its 3.30 game on Wednesday or on Saturdays as a marquee is very interesting to me.
1: And what also plays into this, a couple of things real quickly, streaming, do yes. you want to upset some of your uh, listeners or TV watchers? Also, the other issue is ESPN, as much as many of us may not like ESPN, they kind of control the narrative often. Do you want to shut ESPN out completely? A lot more going on in this conversation, Andy. However, we're out of time. I'm sure we'll be talking about that again. Stay tuned. We have Ross Tucker coming up next. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State-Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there.
0: What defines the special spirit of Penn State?